Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, you've reached the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Liz. And Matt. And this week, we are talking about the 2019 fantasy season being over, except for you crazies whose leagues are still going on in week 17. We're also going to take a little bit of a look back at what went right and very wrong this year. If you took Alvin Kamara <clears throat> or David Johnson <clears throat> with your first pick, then, you know, things probably went wrong. Hey, uh, Lamar Jackson, that was a good pick. But is he the number one pick next year? A spirited discussion on that. And we give our one thought for every game this weekend. So listen up. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. Liz Loza, Matt Harmon, Brett Rader, all back for the day after Christmas or the fifth night of Hanukkah or the first night of Kwanzaa because heaven forbid we take a night off. All right, guys. Uh, Matt, <laughs> we're here. We are here. It's week 17. There are some teams that are sitting their starters, namely the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson will not play, though. I have to admit, I'm like low key excited to see RG3. I think I said this on Sunday show. Hey, no doubt about it. In an offense that was built for his skill set, and he, in theory, should have fresh legs and be healthy. Uh, it's. I'm very Inter- excited. I'm very interested. Uh, he's also, by the way, if you're playing daily fantasy, we had to make we had to make a DFS lineup sure for week did. 17. Did that last night. Did that this morning <laughs> after getting a text like, "Hey, don't forget." Uh, and I put Robert Griffin as my starting quarterback because he's twenty two dollars. He's going against Pittsburgh defense, but come on, he busts off a couple of runs. It could be exciting. It is, I, I absolutely considered it. I mean, it was a little bit of the nog that I had consumed, maybe influencing <laughs> me. But instead, I rolled with guess who? Drew Luck. Oh, all right. There we <laughs> go. not do it. But we will talk about all of the Week 17 matchups. For those of you who are interested in Daily Fantasy, which, by the way, if I were allowed to play, I would be very excited about it this week. Because now that there's no season long, it's just like a free-for-all. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, uh, around 95% of the leagues wrapped up on Monday night. So we're going to talk more about the broad strokes of the 2019 season and what went either very right or very wrong. Let's do it. I mean, this is I love week 17 for I think because it just gets to be like a fun take your eye off the ball a little bit uh, sort of experience for us. And also, I think for if you do play DFS, it's like it's a wild it's a wild week. Like it's fun. You should if you if you've never tried it. Take again. This is not a popular opinion, but I was my home league when that I started playing fantasy and altogether had their Super Bowl over week 17. That can be. I always kind of liked it. Hmm. But I, I leaned into the chaos of it because anyone who doesn't assume that there's chaos throughout the regular season and then yeah. you can control all these factors in week 17. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked it. I was like, well, let's see. Is Aaron Rodgers going to play three quarters? All four for this spot. How's that game going to go? Probably if he's blowing out, if they're blowing out Detroit, right, then uh, he might get sat. But maybe Blau will stand up and we'll see what happens. Anyway. Do you think there's something like, because it does like logically make sense that like what a bummer it would be if you had Lamar Jackson and you he gets he like pretty much helps you get all the way here and then he's unavailable for your championship or whatever. So that's number one a bummer. But do you also think it's become like you can't play week seventeen because like as I'm hearing you say that, I'm like, you're right, leaning into chaos. I love to lean into the little bit of NFL chaos. Like that's fun. But part of me is still like, but Liz, do not make me do like another week of 
work? Do oh, you think, sure. Do you think, it's, do you think that's why it is because like fantasy analysts have, have like with their iron fists Perhaps. beat it into the mass majority. Like you don't play in week 17 all because we need in, a week off. In reality, <laughs> it, we, we spin it as it's not good for you. It's not good for your championship teams. Think of all the chaos you'll have to navigate. But in reality, it's just we just want this week off. Complete the fifth on that one. All right. Yeah. Just thought it was worth asking. Yeah, just thought it was I worth asking. I, I would say that I clearly am happy to work all the time because it is not something that I hammer. Oh, no. There you we know? go. If you right. want someone to outwork someone else, Liz Loza is here. Do you hear that, bosses? Here, the day after Christmas. Be here for till 10 p.m. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the consensus top four this summer. Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and, of course, James Roday's favorite player, Alvin Kamara. Gorgeous. CMC and Zeke finished RB1 and RB4, respectively. Barkley and Kamara, RB11 and 13. Are we consensusing wrong, or is this the sort of variance that we could expect on a year-to-year basis? Well, I think for Zeke—I mean, excuse me, for Kamara and uh, Saquon, there was a lot of injury-related issues there. That's why they're finishing outside of the top 10 in totality. Saquon and Kamara. Yes. 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 And that's always going to be part of the part of the the gig when you sure. draft running backs early. It's a very injured position, and that is just that's just part of that is part of the game. I think people like to say volatile. It's a very volatile, Fra- fragile position. Yeah. And some would say yes, it is a very volatile position. So if you're gonna draft, like the reason the reason you draft a running back in the top five picks or whatever is because you want them to be that Christian McCaffrey. Like that is within the range of outcomes. Like. But for fifty percent of them not to be is not crazy odds. It's it's not. That's the that's the problem. Like that's what the like the you know the couple of years ago was the big like zero RB versus uh oh, you know high drafting running backs and you know this guy that you wait like which camp do you fall in and you know like you can own all the zero RB people by saying like yeah you miss out on Christian McCaffrey but the point is yeah you also kind of want to miss out on these guys and these guys also by the way weren't like big big busts like. Think about if you drafted David Johnson at the fifth pick, like I did in mm-hmm. some spots, you make it all the way to the end of the line and he's no longer available. So, like, there's actually a much more disastrous range of outcomes than these two guys gave you. And if you had gone RBRB and gotten someone like Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook. Right. That's what I was I was actually thinking, Nick Chubb. But if you had gotten like eschewed the zero RB and just been all RB, then probably it worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, and I think, too, it's just one of those things also, like, look at some of the wide receivers in the first round. like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams got hurt. Odell Beckham was, like, a first-round pick. <laughs> Yikes. Right. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, people have been complaining about him off and on all mm-hmm. year. So, I mean, I think that You got the, Michael Thomas. That's it's it. It's pretty much it. And Michael Thomas was the one that people would tell you up and down, like, you know, you can't count on that deficiency two years in a row. Well, Turns right. out you can only count on better. <laughs> so last year, Patrick Mahomes was the, you like to say football, geez, a perfect, perfect adjective at the quarterback position. And obviously heading into this year, there was a lot of, well, should Patrick Mahomes go in the first or second round? So like, that's going to be the first quarterback off the board. This year, it's Lamar Jackson. And do you think, I mean, there's no way he's the number one overall pick next year, right? No. Uh, could he be the sixth pick in someone's draft? Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about what league type it is. Number one, like not a super flex league. No, 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 of course. But I mean, just like the, the quote casual league or like someone's office league, people will take Lamar Jackson in the first round and not think twice about it because of what he did. And like, let's all, let's also say, I don't think anyone who's like playing in a casual league is listening to our show in week 17 though. Probably not, but it just, These are all smart people. All the all the sharps out there uh, listening to this show right now, people still in your league will probably be tempted to do it because, like, let's be honest, he might be the best fantasy player we've ever seen. Like at the quarterback position, like because of the rushing floor. Yeah, he's the first ceiling. He's the first player ever to go over three thousand passing yards and one thousand rushing yards. That's never been done before. We saw the type of ceiling that, like. Remember when Michael Vick had that 2010 season and he was paraded around as a first mm-hmm. overall pick potential tie. I was in college and so like I yeah, wasn't doing is, fantasy was analysis. Life. We think we were living very different lives back then, you and I. But people that were doing fantasy analysis and were like, yeah, yeah, you can take Michael Vick in the first round. You can take him first overall. And that was before we kind of really understood how widely available these, these great quarterbacks are late in the draft and everything. So it was a different time. But 
I think if that analysis could be given to Michael Vick after this season, it, it, there people will be more willing to say that you could do it this year just because he's so he's so different from even Patrick Mahomes because of that rushing ability. But there's going to be a lot of I mean, oh, the clickbait is going to be so precious. What do you mean, like? Well, I mean, this is going to be this is going to be the. I think you're right. I think the more you're saying it, I think you're absolutely right. And that some some analyst somewhere is going to change this into the zero RB. It's the same as the zero RB conversation, right? Like everyone says, wait on a quarterback, but we've never had a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. So we're going to lean into the to the difference. And, and that's going to be the thing that wins you like that. That is the narrative I can already hear being crafted. Yeah, it's just hard. I mean, it's really hard to say how the next season is going to play out. And I don't think it's going to be like, well, defenses are going to catch up to what they're doing because wow. it's not. It's No, that's not it. But I do think that there's like one if we're talking about. So we just talked about running backs and how the position is particularly volatile because of the wear and tear on a player's body. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about a quarterback yep. who is basically a running back who throws. Throws amazing, amazingly well amazingly, now, yeah. right? Like that narrative died; it yeah. has been buried. We're done he with can it. Can throw, right? It's so so hold it the seems. funeral. It doesn't matter anymore, right? <laughs> so that is done and buried, but the volatility still remains. Like yeah. there, are, I I dare someone to take a lie detector test and tell me that when you've seen Lamar play, you haven't gasped three times a game, like hoping yeah. that right, like mm-hmm. just slide. Oh no, uh, it, he's a little slow to get up. Like maybe he's not even slow to get up, but in your head, you're thinking, oh, he looked a little ginger on that one. I don't know. I mean, uh, two things. Number one, like even last week watching them win against the Browns, there were several times again like, the second half, these him and Mark Andrews limping around. You know, Mark sure. Ingram just got clicked. So like, let's let's get these guys out of here. Like l- we don't need to see any more of these guys, but also still, I think the, the one of the funniest things I heard all football season and like all f- funny, but also kind of tragically true. There's no quarterback whose backup is his ghost of Christmas future. Like Lamar Jackson, but he, every time like oh, you say yeah. he gets hit, you think, <clears throat> shoot, there's your reminder on the sideline. Robert Griffin is right there. That's why you don't like, that's why you sit him in week 17. Right. That's why you sit him in week 17. Yeah. That's why you got to learn how to protect your body more and more. So there's, of course, like a question to be had there, and like, yeah, it's it's like you said, it's it's not the defenses are going to catch up with them, but you just wonder if like things things do eventually have to evolve and have to change. I don't know that it necessarily is like twenty twenty has to be that year, um, but the other thing that's encouraging about Lamar too is like I said it when during the Jets game, like it's crazy how awesome he's been without like Hollywood Brown popping off consistently. And like, they can still add more receiving talent. They can still add, you know, justice Hill could come on more as like an explosive guy out of the backfield. Like there are ways that this team maybe can't get more efficient, like in terms of what they did on offense this year, but they can get better personnel wise. Or the receiving core can start to, I mean, there were weeks though that I was that the Thursday night game where Willie Sneed scored twice. Yeah. Right. And uh, Miles Boykin started to show up during the last, what, quarter of last month of the season. Yep. So the more those play, the less I think Lamar will have to rely on his legs. Of course, the question is, will he be willing to make that make that switch? Yeah. You know? I, 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 like, I, that's the, you have no idea. We right. have no idea. That's right? like a completely natural cerebral instinct within him. Yeah. And I think this is just the crueler. There's like there's a way that you can say wow, Baltimore is so awesome for leaning into leaning into Lamar Jackson and not like trying to fix him, not trying to fix him. Right, yeah, being like him. this is you like you can be great being I mean, he's exactly he is the same player he was at the college football level. Mm-hmm. He's a great passer in certain areas of the field. There's parts where he's not a great passer, but he's an above average passer, deep outside the numbers, all that type of stuff. But then he's the most unbelievable electric athlete on the field. That's exactly who he is at the NFL level. So they haven't done anything. They've just leaned into this is who you are Mm -hmm. and we will adjust to you. There's also like a darker side of that where it's like to lean into that, you also have to probably like rationalize yourself. He's not going to last that long. We're not. Yeah, we're not getting Drew Brees here like. Let's just do as much as we can right now for as long as we can, and he will go in eight years as opposed to. I think we talked 15. about this on like a. a I I find it particularly troublesome. Did we talk about this in person or did we talk about this on the show? I think Who we knows talked. I don't remember. <laughs> but um, it does that bit of it when I see Harbaugh hugging him up and loving him up on the sidelines and saying "I love you, man," and you're a leader, and everyone's loving that like the clip outs on Twitter and social yeah. media. Right, it feels really great, and I'm thinking 
what a way to be in the moment. Like what a way to live in the present. If you're into mindfulness and maybe Mm -hmm. that's your New Year's resolution, like, yes. However, there has to be a part of you also saying like, you're loving him today. Like it's, (laughs) it's that quote, um, laugh now, cry later. Yeah. Right. And I feel like it feels a little disingenuous sometimes to see him loved up so much by the organization to know that he won't la- last as long. I, you, I don't, I hate, know, I don't I, even like I get it. having it come out of my mouth. Yeah, I, it's not. I get it. It's weird. And like the a, shelf life is different. Yeah. The shelf, the shelf life is different. And the only thing, the only way, cause I totally agree with you. And maybe this is just like rationalizing it to myself, but it's like, I look at it as well, this sounds it does sound very morbid, but like better to have loved than better someone loves him than just someone threw him away, you know? Because like there's a there's another Whoa, there's another wow. right. It's really weird, but <laughs> like know, but there's a, there, a there's another weird scenario where it's like he gets with I don't know Mike Martz or some other the Jets. Go- yeah the, he Gase. gets with Adam Gase yeah. or some other jackass coach who's just like nope. He can't throw a move him to receiver or whatever. So like as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about Marcus Mariota, weirdly. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Uh, we could go down this path forever. We could do quarterback psychology for the entire week seventeen podcast. Oh, and I like, wouldn't <laughs> mind that. That'd be kind of fun. So that would be a lot of fun. top ten quarterbacks from a fantasy standpoint in order. I'm gonna list them. You tell me yay or nay. What do you mean? Like like if you want to shuffle them up. These are the top yeah, ten okay. quarterbacks, like according to the stats from this year. Yeah. Lamar, Deshaun, Dak. Oh, he's missing signature moments. Jameis, he's had his own fair share of signature moments. His own unique moments. The upside down signature moments. Russell Wilson, <laughs> he's going to have to have one in week 17. This week better be a whole. This, the Russell Wilson's damn moment best be now. This yeah. is it for him. Yeah. Um, Facing San Francisco, obviously. Josh Allen, yeah, yikes. I don't even know how those numbers... I mean, I know how those numbers were so good, but, like, I do not enjoy... There was a time in the season where I enjoyed watching Josh Allen play, and now I'm just sort of like, again, we're doing this again. There's been no... um, Unlike Lamar, it feels like the progression for Allen has been much smaller, slower. Yeah, it's definitely slower. Mahomes. Injuries. Kyler. He's coming up. You talked about it. Um, Matt Ryan. Always falls at nine, I feel like. Other than 2016, he's always the ninth best fantasy quarterback. And then he'll, sure. go, he'll go as the seventh best fantasy quarterback in drafts next year. And, and that's a, that's a run break all, even point. Run it all back. Sure. Um, and Carson Wentz. That's, su- like, surprising to me. Yeah, like, okay, I don't, I, I have said this before. Like, I don't really tweet during the Monday or Thursday night games because I don't watch those games live. I I'm either here at the office and I watch the first quarter and then I'm driving and then I hang out with my kids because I'm absent otherwise. And then I watch the games either the next morning or after the kids go to sleep. So I don't like to put I don't like to check Twitter. I don't like to like it just it doesn't line up for me. It's a very smart like analysis thing to do, too, by the way. You just get your own thoughts. I did. Right. I do. Um, but I feel like I miss out on all of the hot takes. And someone's like, oh, did you see this on Twitter? No, I was well, I was bathing a two year old. I was wrestling a six year old. Like, I was, no, I was, I was living a life outside right. of the digital space. Uh, I had my hands like elbow deep in some sort of caca. Like, that's what was I, I was doing. Yeah. Um, and then I washed my hands four times. And uh, by the way, when you wash your hands, you're supposed to sing happy birthday twice. That's how you get them clean. And then I watched some games. So anyway, um. Monday night, can we just talk about, can we talk about the Kirk Cousins, uh, Aaron Rodgers showdown, if you will, for a second? Because I, we talked about it on, on Cover 3, which is a different show I do, and it leads into Monday night. And one of the topics that was written for us to discuss was, does, has Kirk Cousins earned our ire, if you will? And I was like, yeah. Like, I know he's been great this season, but the fact still remains that he's 0-8 on Monday Night Football. And maybe some people will be like, I don't care about Monday Night Football. What's the difference on him? I don't know, man. He cares about Ask Monday Kirk. Night Football. <laughs> like, when the lights are brightest, some people don't show up. And that's a moment that he struggles. And I thought about Carson Wentz in relation to Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Because here is someone who, you, you hear Kirk Cousins, the argument is like, well, Dalvin Cook was banged up, by the way, those Mike Boone takes Gee, oh, uh, I wasn't on yeah. him as I would say like I backed away from those a little bit but woo, those Mike Boone takes I wouldn't blame you if you're not listening to the show right now because you're real angry people were pissed people were pissed. Oh, you want to talk about Twitter Monday night <laughs> wasn't on it 
That was a f- that was a fun time. Um, I didn't feel like I caught a lot of the ire because I mean the only time I really talked about it was like FFL, but like I was definitely watching people get twisted, s- yeah, scorned. Um, and I put a tweet out like making fun of it, which then of course like led everyone to like bash people in my mentions. Like that wasn't really my thought, but you know, okay, here we are. Um, people were pissed. Somewhere. Regardless, Kirk Cousins without Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen's clearly not healthy. Like, he may be on the field, but he's not. He didn't he's do anything. He's not all the way right. there. And yet, Carson Wentz is right here. Mm-hmm. The 10th most productive quarterback in fantasy with Greg Ward and, excuse me, Matt Collins <laughs> on the field. Hey, like, earned, earned F word for Matt Collins there. Right? Like... I, you know, you and I, again, I have no idea. It's all blended together, whether we talked about this on the show, on a halftime show, in the hallway. I have no idea. But we talked about how Carson Wentz looked like he was playing scared, right? He wasn't improing as much. And that is what made him so exciting in his first year, right? But he looked like a guy who was afraid of getting hit, afraid of getting hurt. He lost kind of that competitive edge. And yet towards the end, he, that has seemed to come back. And the Doug Peterson's ability and this team's like in unfortunate, the unfortunate necessity for this team to have to be creative and resilient and find pieces that didn't exist there before. And for Carson Wentz to say, all right, you know what? I'm tired of y'all. You like yapping at me in the locker room. I'm done with it. I am going to man up and show you that I'm not the little you think I am. And so he did that. And I look at Kirk Cousins and I'm like, where's your God now? I, I'm thinking that's a perfect way of saying those two, Sorry. like com- comparing <laughs> the perf- perfect way of comparing those two players. Like everything, this is this is the Kirk Cousins experience is that everything is perfect around him. Essentially, like everything has been t- talk about a guy. Everything has been tailored to him. Like all this play action boot stuff, whatever. This is all supposed to be for Kirk Cousins. Like he has two great receivers. I admit one's not healthy right now and it gets a little thin after that, but he has one of the best receivers in the NFL and Stephon Ola Diggs. Ola B.C. Johnson's still a thing. If Greg Ward's a thing, then guess what? They're very different players, but fine. Like if Rashad Perryman can be a thing for Jameis Winston, then guess what? Ola B.C. Johnson can be a thing for Kirk Cousins. People very, like he has in that offense, there are more layup throws than in most others. Irv Smith's even doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle Rudolph has had a pretty good year. Yeah. And anyways, point being, like, I think I've I've come, like, over the last month to really appreciate and, like, and respect Carson Wentz more for that very reason. Because it did look like, I think the Eagles, and this is not uncommon with head coaches. I say the same thing with Sean McVay. is like, they took too long to get off of their first move like they took too long to adjust and like like Mitch Trubisky yeah well he's still on his first read like yeah but like because it was after Deshaun Jackson went down it just felt too much like that was the consistent excuse Mm -hmm. and like they tried to replace that with other wide receivers and now here at the end of the year they have become slot receiver two tight ends and Miles Sanders in the backfield. And, like, that's it. That's their identity. And Carson Wentz has leaned into it. And, like, there was a period of the year where everything looked impossibly hard for the Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Like they like, were all moving through quicksand. Yeah, Every yeah. game. Yeah. Every game. And even Carson Wentz, I don't think, totally adjusted to it. But I think that's changed. And, like, when we talked last week about who did we want to see win the NFC East and, like, see them in the playoffs, like, I think it's un. it's undeniable that the Eagles are the more compelling team right now because of that, like, gritty resistance than opposed to resilience than opposed to um whatever the hell the cowboys are right now oh the cowboys i'm i'm just now you you shook i'm shook like i just started thinking back about the cowboys and that and jerry jones and that post-game press conference and just so we're all clear too like we could still be having the cowboys like in the playoffs like this is still in the in the realm of possibility this this is also this is something about week 17 that's on my radar even though it shouldn't be i cannot after having a christmas and drinking as much as i have get my brain to figure out all of the loopholes necessary for like the raiders to make the damn playoffs right it's like raiders loopholes are not impossible either no but it's basic i mean it's like if alexander hamilton returns from the grave and also dragons fly south for winter and then you know the steelers win then they'll make the playoffs it's a, it's hard to to get your head around the whole thing the whole thing is very confusing anyway let's go back to these quarterbacks in fantasy this is a show of utility after all so when we look at these 10 quarterbacks with the exception of like matt ryan maybe carson wentz although you know he has at least in the past shown the ability to extend plays these are all mobile guys mm-hmm. they have rushing floors so 
I think from a fantasy, per, I think whether it's NFL or fantasy, the look of the modern day quarterback is changing. Yes. The efficacy, the skills required for the a, a successful franchise quarterback is, is shifting. Yes. So in fantasy, are we now eschewing the Drew Breeses of the world in favor of the Kyler Murrays? Um, Does it matter that Josh Allen can throw the ball out of his stadium? Whether on purpose or not. Right. <laughs> whether he means to or, or he doesn't. As long as he is putting up, you know, 60 yards a game. Well, this is like... Rushing yards. At, at the beginning of the season, like when you'd put all, like when I put my tears out, it was unbelievable how many people were pissed at me for this exact thing. Like... How can you have Kyler Murray and Josh Allen as like top quarterbacks over guys like Drew Brees, over guys like Matt Ryan? And this is, but that is the game now. Like with so many guys taking off and running, like these guys had over 500 rushing yards for quite some time. That just adds so much like juice to your fantasy floor. And then if you do add passing efficiency on top of it, you see the ceiling. The ceiling is you know, something sort right. of like Lamar Jackson-ish. Uh, I mean, the ceiling is like Deshaun Watson, like those type of players. So I think it's, I think all these quarterbacks are hard to trust within the entirety of a season because there were plenty of weeks where it was like, if you started Kyler, you hated it. Like um, That schedule, though, we talked about that at the top of the season. He played four tough defenses who all wanted to play keep away over the first month of the season. So maybe you have to look at the schedule then if you're going gonna... to. Yeah, like the season. This is the funny thing about looking at like the season in, the to- in totality like this within like because it's it's more like pockets of the year. Like Russell Wilson was running away with fantasy titles a long time ago, but like that that ship has long sailed. Kyler Murray is perfect to me. Like there was a time when Matt Ryan was putting up like 300 yard games and not throwing touchdowns like to start the year or mm-hmm. whatever. Dak was hammering fantasy leagues and now he's been a little bit more ordinary. Like this is the the problem that I think we all we run into as a fantasy industry is that we do look at these totality numbers and not remember like the journey that it took us to get there. Fair. Which, yeah. I'm thinking as as we're having this discussion about these different quarterbacks, since we've talked about the volatility, right? And if they're mobile quarterbacks, their body's going to take more of a beating. Is this also where we start to drop the you don't need to take a second quarterback situation? Because this was also a year where tons of quarterbacks, be them pocket passers or mobile uh, mobile quarterbacks, um, all got hurt. And so even if you're not in a super flex league, league I mean, the, the general consensus rule, right, is like, you know, the quarterback's deep. You don't you can always pick someone off the rate waiver waiver while you can stream the position. It's unnecessary. But like, I don't know now if I'm drafting Kyler Murray and let's say Arizona's line, which I do think like performs beyond expectation. But let's say they don't get fixed or let's say they there are lots of injuries to Arizona's line next year. Am I worried about Kyler Murray? Do I want to back up? I might. Yeah. Well, I think it depends. You can hedge your bet a little bit. I still would just prefer to hunt the waiver wire because, like, we got Tannehill off the waiver wire and he was like, we got Fitzpatrick off the waiver wire. Like, those were great sure. fantasy quarterbacks for pockets of the season. But then you're blowing your whole fab on that guy. Kind of. People don't really chase quarterbacks that way unless you're in a super flex league. Maybe that's because we both play in all of my high stakes leagues are super flex. But uh, yes, I'm, I'm remembering what Tannehill went for on the waiver wire in, in the Huevos <laughs> League. Just something to be mindful then of because your yeah. quarterback is probably, if you're chasing the ceiling, is probably also not going to be healthy for 16 games. Speaking of Tannehill, interesting note, Tannehill and Jacoby Brissett tied with Kyler Murray for the fourth most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, but obviously they didn't make it into the top 10 because of injuries and Marcus Mariota being a thing. Well, not a thing. <laughs> no, yeah, finally being canceled. <laughs> Do you think Jacoby Brissett's the Colt starter in 2020? 100%. 100% the yep. entire year? Yep. Okay. I do. I think the organization, I know the organization likes him very, very much. They feel he is dependable. They trust in Frank Reich and his ability to coach something up. I mean, Frank, what Frank Reich did with Nick Foles in Philadelphia will forever keep Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. I Maybe 2020, but I think eventually they look beyond him. Beyond sure. That, yeah. But I think they're going to give him one. And I think they, they like him and the fact that he is not a disruptor. Yeah. Before he got hurt, I mean, he was a he he was a he was a pretty good player. Like he also didn't have T. Y. Hilton. I mean, they were. Th- yeah. Zach, the, Zach, got... May I remind everyone that <laughs> Chester Rogers and Zach Pascal and Dontrell Inman were things this year. Well, Dontrell Inman will always be a thing for you, Liz. baby. That's your guy. Life. All right, let's do this every game. One thought. Let's start with the hottest two teams in Ohio. What a time to be alive. <laughs> well, Cleveland I and say, Cincinnati. Buckeyes. Huh? The 
the Buckeyes? The Ohio State Buckeyes <laughs> college football playoffs? <laughs> oh, I do have a hot take about that in a little bit. But oh, all right. Um, Something to look forward to. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Should we call this like the Chili Bowl? We should just call this the like the bullshit bowl. Like these teams have nothing left to play for. I, you know what? If I wanted to be really rich and live like a very simple life, I would open a tanning salon in Ohio because I bet I would make so much money. What do you mean? Because so this is a true story. I stood up in a wedding in Columbus years ago and every, the tanning salon was it was in near Columbus. So it was by Ohio State. Right. The tanning and the, the, the wedding was in winter was so packed because all those like hot oh, co-eds. Yeah. We're needing to yeah. keep their summer glow. I also know this because I went to like Dolphins Tan in Columbus and came out the same burnt sienna orange. Gorgeous. Anyway, a lot of money to be had in tanning salons in Ohio. Anyway, uh, listen, when you're wearing a sleeveless dress the week after Christmas, you need all the help you can get. Mm. So Browns and Bengals. Matt, what do you think is exciting about this other than the no tan lines? John Ross is interesting. Ugh, gross. I mean, he finally comes back to play a full complement of snaps. Uh, 13 targets last week, tons of air yards, playing a, a defense in Cleveland that has been burned deep on the occasion this year. If so you're, tired. If you're play- yeah, they got it. They, they, they see that offseason. That, that, that offseason is within reach. Mm-hmm. I think John Ross, if you're playing DFS, makes like a lot of sense. Or your stupid Week 17 championship. Like, yeah, maybe maybe think about that. <laughs> I think that's a nice, it's like a high-ceiling dart throw. Yeah. From the Brown side of things. I What are we doing here? Well, Kareem Hunt is only $17 in Yahoo DFS, which that's is about interesting. where he's been all, all season. Like, just, just cheap enough that you're like, hmm, remember when he was catching those passes? Like, that was fun right. the first few weeks. <laughs> the problem is against Cincinnati – I think Kareem Hunt has had fantasy relevance because by now Freddie Kitchens is like, fine, let's just run the ball. I give up. Fine. Just get, get me out of mercy. here. Mercy. So there's <laughs> uncle, been enough. Uncle. There have been enough opportunities to sustain a two-headed backfield. I don't want to have to use Nick Chubb here. That is on paper, right? The play. But part of me is like, also wants to say to Nick Chubb, you know what, bro? You have earned a week yeah, off. Take a like, take a week. Oh, girl, just like put your feet up and let Kareem Hunt do his thing and maybe go showcase himself for his next season. Exactly. That's why I think Kareem Hunt is interesting. That is interesting. I love week 17. So much motivation. Let's talk Miami at New England. Ah. Little Flores, Belichick, Reed. A duo. Yeah. A duo. I don't know if we can call it revenge. It's not really revenge. It's Um, like, thanks for the job. You made me look great. Now we're all here. O'Shea, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Real quick, so one of my high-stakes leagues, I won. I didn't win, actually. Scott Pianowski, I'm thinking this because the name of the league is O'Shea Yeah. Obviously, Chad O'Shea is the uh, OC in Miami. And I drafted this team very drunkenly in Vegas. I did not do a good job. And then Scott Pianowski and I were supposed to co-manage. And about mm, two weeks into the season, I was like, you know what, Scott? You got this. Why don't I just... We had Andrew Luck. Now, this team uh, drafted, by the way, in July. So we had Andrew Luck. We had Zeke. There was some holdout issues, right? And it was a super flex league, and I think I had Drew Brees as well, and he got injured for part of the year. Scott Pianowski, this genius, to his credit, managed to coach this team up to the champions. Scott, do not Venmo my half of the money. That is on yours all you, Merry Christmas, could not have done it, literally, no hyperbole, without you. Wow. Uh, I can. I would love to have seen Scott's face when you turned in those results. Or not even when you turned the results of the draft. But the like, draft looked good in but July. But like by mid-August, how he had to be feeling about that. Well, when you, I mean, it's a super flex league. It's super, you're not in that one. It's super no. competitive and you want to get to quarterbacks early because they're dregs otherwise. But I felt pretty good about it. Andrew Luck. And what a time Luck. to be alive. So anyway, congratulations, Scott Pianowski. Miami at New England. To me, Devontae Parker, like at this year's Dolphins, whatever. Miles Gaskin is, isn't going to be a thing. No. Laird is not a thing. Definitely not a thing. There is no ability. They, they cannot. It is impossible for the Dolphins to run the ball. Right. So it's probably not going to happen. Even if there is a weakness, if if we've said this a couple of times, if New England had a weakness on defense, it would be their ability to run the ball. It doesn't matter. That's yeah. a wash here. Yeah, and I think that also, like, New England's got every incentive to win this game because mm-hmm. they can secure a bye, all that. Oh, 
Would you love to see Brian Flores play spoiler against oh. his old love? Ooh, would love nothing love. more, let's be clear. It feels so yummy. It just is tough to imagine against this yeah. past defense. That that's and if happen. Buffalo couldn't do it, that was sort of the hope, right? Although, to be fair, like Fitzpatrick, no one, a few quarterbacks, have, at least from a fantasy standpoint, have played better of late. Fair. I think Devontae Parker moving forward next year is going to be exciting. I am excited for him. I don't know if I'm going to have the cojones. We'll see in a couple of, in what, eight months, whether or not I actually draft him. But I know I'm going to write a lot of hype pieces. I know that much is true. Yeah, I'm excited to go back and hashtag watch the tape. The Bears are traveling to Minnesota. Also looking forward to traveling off the face of the earth uh, this season. Um, I mean, it's interesting, like, Minnesota's defense really played well, I thought, on Monday night. Cannot imagine they're going to have much more success. Cannot imagine that they're going to have any less success with Mitchell Trubisky coming into town a week after. Um, <sighs> but they and they're they're a tough team to crack because they have no incentive to win this game. Like they're locked into the sixth seed. They cannot mm-hmm. improve that. So I don't think Cook or Madison play no. again. We get we you boonheads out there. We've got another week. Of him and Amir Abdullah kind of splitting Oh, well, you know, Keem Hicks is probably still going to be banged up. Cool. Yeah. Get, get your Mike Boone takes <laughs> again. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of uh, bounce back. Um, who knows? I, I got nothing. The Vikings side, I got nothing. And the Bears side, like, you know what to do. It's Allen Robinson to log out. Sure. I agree there. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback next year for Chicago? No. You don't think so? I think he might be on the roster, but I think he'll be in a competition. And I think he will lose that competition. If I think, there is a competition, I agree he will lose it. I don't know if Ryan Pace, because he staked his entire career on this. The only thing is like... Oh, that, that game on Monday. What was it? Was that? That was Sunday night game. The Sunday night game. I think the problem is that he's like crashing and burning again. Like there was a moment where like it looked like, okay, maybe he's t- taking... There was a Thursday night game against the Cowboys. Yes. You cannot count the Thanksgiving game because it was against the Lions. I'm giving them... I, I'm saying I'm not saying this is what happened, but I'm saying there's a moment that he, he Pace could have like looked at the passer rating real closely of that two game stretch and been like, okay, we're starting to see something come on. But then he's come back and crashed down once again. I think because of that, like if they're le- if they were leaving 2019 with a glimmer of hope, he's back. They're leaving it with no hope again, and I think I also think the schedule. I mean, there's no way that you as a Bears fan can't watch. On Sunday night on primetime, watch Mitch Trubisky face yeah. off against Patrick Mahomes and been like, oh, hey, you know who we could have had? Yeah. What? WTF. Um, Chargers at, speaking of these Chiefs, Kansas City. Kansas City's got a lot of incentive to win this game because they can get a bye if New England loses, I think. Philip Rivers, is he the Chargers quarterback next year? I don't think he starts for the Chargers. I, I, you think I think he could be like a backup? I think he could choose to maybe... Be I, I think he's either he's, done. he's tough to read. Yeah, he's yeah. Tough to read. If he if they give him the opportunity to do the whole, I am choosing to pass the torch to young quarterback X, then and that be like the publicity of it, then that's fine. But the fact still remains. I mean, from a business standpoint, this team cannot sell PSLs. No, and they need to get a more. I mean, from a money perspective, Philip Rivers ain't selling seats, and yeah. they are committed to a stadium in 2020 that is going to be wide open. They can't even sell. I mean, it's a joke at the NFL. Dean Spanos has got to figure something out. And the quarterback is the most important position in terms of finance, right, in the NFL. Some would say on the field as well. They're pretty pretty clear on the field, yeah. (laughs) How many Phillip Rivers jerseys are you selling? Well, I think it was – did you see Rivers said a couple of weeks ago – when this finally like I, I i interviewed joey boso like a couple of months ago or something and it was just it's, it was amazing to me how many every reporter that talked to him other than me asked him like how do you feel about the fact no one's there at the game like how do you, and like and what do you expect him to say this that was my thing i was like why and i remember saying to, i remember saying to jess because one of our producers was with me and i said i can't believe everyone is still asking him this like what do you want to think he's because everyone he just gave the super robotic answer however I say that, but like Rivers said something in a press conference that like this is why you ask this question is you want to get this clip. He said, and I I just thought this was telling. He said, as someone who remembers what it used to be like at mm-hmm. home games, it's really de- it's it's hard to not be depressed about it. And I and like and that, especially when he is traveling in his 
Mercedes weirdo, minivan, weirdo whatever van that, thing, like watching the tape. He has watched the tape bus. <clears throat> he is committed. He is he is all in on his family and doing this, and it's not working. And I just feel like at a certain point, like yeah, I, you gotta yeah. want to just take a long nap. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I would say I think I like Keenan Allen a little bit in this one. He's twenty seven dollars in Yahoo DFS. Kansas City gives up a decent amount of yards to the slot. I don't know. It's it's tough to Austin Eckler might also be interesting for the same reason here. I like Austin Eckler in this one. So. I agree with that, especially Chiefs defense playing as well as it is. I'm not willing to do the. But look at how many yards per carry they give up. Also, uh, your Arrowhead is a tough place to play. I don't have know. I've never been there. Have heard that. Jets at Bills, Orchard Park, Burr. Yep. <laughs> this is gross. Yeah, no one cares. Okay. Uh, Packers at Detroit. Packers. This can is get interesting. A this right. is an interesting one. Lions are coming back next. Like they're running the crew back with Patricia and um, Bob Quinn. So like the franchise probably has at least a decent bit of incentive to try to try to get something. Try to get some I, I momentum. Think, here. I don't think that Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia want to end the note because we've talked about this before as well. Like you always remember the last thing. Yeah. Right. And so I don't think this is what they want Martha Ford to see last. Yeah, they would like to see like, hey, let's. I don't know. I'm let's not... off the division rival. Let's let's have a little hope coming into 2020. Yeah. I like Kenny Galladay, twenty four dollars in DFS. Right. Um, I mean, what well, he's done this year, despite playing with like David Blau and Jeff Driscoll not for a ton of credit. it, not getting enough credit. I agree with you, and he could have a big game against Packers secondary that can give up big plays for sure. Um, played up on Monday night though. Played it, was, up... it seemed back. Seemed back, and I think, but I think again, most of that has to do. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk out of both sides myself here. Most of that it has to do with the pressure that they get up, like the, sure, that they can the Smith quarterback totally all fire. over Kirk Cousins, and we know Kirk Cousins wilts uh, in those type mm-hmm. of moments. I don't know if David Blau's the guy that's gonna be uh, standing <laughs> up to it either. So the analysis might hold up here either way. I just thought about spinach because you said wilt, wilted spinach. I don't know why that came into my brain. Hey, because maybe you're like me and you haven't eaten a vegetable in three days. Uh, Peloton today. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I went to yoga this morning and I was like, I, I thought about it. It was like a last second decision. I was like, oh my God, yeah, this needs to happen. Okay. I will say also, real quick about the Packers, like that game on Monday night, they fumbled, what, three times in the first half? And it was like their best players were doing it too. Right. Well, that's, that's a little much. Aaron Rodgers not throwing a touchdown. This, the defense, when you talk about the defense is why I'm reminded of it, because the defense saved them. Their pack, the Packers are just a very strange team. And they could be the number one seed, right? If they win out. If if Seattle beats the 49ers and no. the Packers win, yeah. they will be the one seed in the NFC. It's very bizarre. That is a true story. I think. I don't know. Something. Maybe, yes, I'm pretty sure. Well, Brett can check it while we move on. Okay. The Saints are going to Carolina, and I don't know why they're going to bother. Uh, New Orleans will clinch hold home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. If they win, Green Bay loses or ties, and San Francisco loses or ties. So they can they so have New they Orleans have, could also be. So there's a three way. So the the 49ers, the Saints, yeah. and the Packers are all in play to be the one seed for the NFC. Yeah, nothing is. I guess they could be the one seed. It says Green Bay can clinch a first round bye with a win if they win. I think they'll beat the two seed. Uh, but well, Green Bay, no, Green Bay can also clinch oh, home field advantage throughout yeah. the NFC playoffs with a win, 49ers lose, lose or tie, right. or yeah. Green Bay ties, and the four, this is where, this is like when it's this like, whoa, right. what the hell, Green Bay ties, San Francisco loses, and then the Saints also lose, or tie. I know it's the Lions, so high likelihood that there'll be a tie, but there's probably not going to be a tie. But also, when, so we're assuming that Green Bay is going to win this one, right? But New Orleans and Carolina... I'm also assuming that the Saints are going to win this one and they are going to want to play big, too, for the implications that you just outlined. The Yes, I agree. And I think the only incentive that Carolina has to even exist in Week 17 is to get McCaffrey to 1,000, to 1,000. Scott Turner essentially said this week, like, or said today, I think, we we want to get McCaffrey history. Like, so I think that they'll – and hey – they don't even have to try to do it. Will Greer threw what, like fifteen passes to him and like nothing to anyone else last week. So all the talk we heard about, like, hey, Will Greer, you gotta watch out for that deep passing volume. Well, Curtis sure Samuel was banged up. Yeah, I mean, also it's Will Greer. So All right, let's move on because no one cares. Um I don't care about the next game either. Falcons at Buccaneers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
I mean, this game will probably have. You should care if you're in fantasy because it probably will have like have ninety like, combined points or something. I was going to say like passing yards over total for both quarterbacks. Three thousand combined, eight hundred. <laughs> yes. Like both these guys are or pa- could pass for over four hundred apiece. Yeah, and I mean, Jameis Winston's as much of like a unique unicorn this year as Lamar Jackson is in terms of like we've never seen someone do this before. Um, I also do like the Falcons defense for exactly the reason you're talking about oh, for yeah. only thirteen dollars in DFS. I, when I was making my lineup this morning, I was like. I want to play what's what's that goofball's name? One of those. Oh, I want to play Justin Watson because he's cheap and there was plenty of deep volume there last week. Like he could easily score a touchdown for, again for fourteen bucks, but that doesn't really want make me want to stop playing the Falcons defense too. So, <laughs> uh, Vic Beasley, for what it's worth, has over. I think he has eight sacks on the season, and four of those have come over the last three weeks. So nice trying to get a contract. Up, Just trying to get that last minute play to the money, baby. First round pick out of Clemson. What a what a bust. Okay. Anyway, remember twenty sixteen. Just remember that one year. Philadelphia uh, at the Giants. So the Eagles are going to the Giants, the, the G-Men, to, uh, what is it called? MetLife, MetLife Park. Stadium. 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 Snoopy. Great. <laughs> Carson Wentz, we already talked about. I don't think there's anything. We, kn- the we know pretty much what to do with the Eagles. and Saquon Barkley, number, oh, we think we talked about this on Sunday. Number three, running back, ranked for next year. Number two? Probably two. Two for you. Kamara Barkley. No, I'm sorry. CMC Barkley. Yeah. You don't wi- don't wish cast again. <laughs> it's so ingrained. All right, Titans at Texans. Oh, this is going to be an interesting one. I'm sure the Titans here would love to play. Spoiler. No, Titans win. They're in. Yeah. Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's right. That's they right. They control they, their they control their own destiny. Two All weeks they have ago, to do is win. Lost, obviously, though. Yeah. In a weird game. Whitney Merciless, basically. Yeah. And a very, ran away yeah. With it. Yeah. Very like highly tilting, but. For the, yeah, for the Titans, all they have to do is win. And the Texans, this is this is one of those tough games to read because the Texans cannot improve their seed. They're stuck at number four. But do, like, do you want to let your division rival in? Do you want to go in cold? Like Bill O'Brien has said they want to, they're going to play their guys. Meanwhile, the Titans essentially rested Derrick Henry, it Last seems like, for this game. Purpose, yeah. yeah, and like did this, just had week 17 very much in mind. Like, great job. They, look, they clearly... They see they got in there all their playoff computations before Christmas alcohol break, so <laughs> they're not like us. Like, let me do this, and they basically said like, okay, their best move is to wait and win in week seventeen because that's when we will control our own destiny. Theoretically, if all other things play out, fine. I think here Will Fuller has been on oh, right, healthy, he's, not healthy. He's not healthy. Not right healthy. Now. I don't think that that matters for the Texans, and here's why. Because we've seen Kenny Stills show up big, and we know that Kiki Cutie has been a, a an entity. A, well, no, I mean he's been a he's been a, a scratch. What is it he's called? A healthy scratch. A healthy scratch. He's, he's in been a, dog a healthy house. scratch. They don't like him. So now they're going to move him into the slot. They'll put Kenny Stills on the outside opposite DeAndre Hopkins, and they'll be fine. I think that's sort of true because, like, but just like it's one of those things. The splits with and without Fuller on the field are drastic. So. He makes a big difference. But I think they're also getting secondary to secondary point... in, in Tennessee's all banged up still though. Oh no, I I'm saying from a fantasy perspective, those guys can produce. I think from the from Houston's offensive efficiency perspective, it's no question that they're a better team with Fuller on the field, which is why he'll I mean, he'll definitely they'll try to get him back for the playoffs. But they're also you can sense the frustration there they, after the game, like when he was hurt against the Bucks, Bill O'Brien essentially said, like, yeah, it's getting to a point where it's just like you ever like, you can't count on him. There's a, there's also a chance though that JJ Watt could be back. Yep. In week 17. Yep. That obviously is a big boost. All right, um Washington at Dallas. Here is my hot take for this one. It is not about any of the players on the game. It is about Urban Meyer because Urban Meyer was being um there were rumors that he would be the new HC in Washington, which is why when he went to go see his old boys play Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin and they hooked up for a nice touchdown, a long touchdown 2 weeks ago. He was in the stands and looking all disgusting and Urban Meyery. And there were there was also talk. Our own Charles Robinson discussed it um, with Therese Paler on their podcast about Urban Meyer being in the race for the Cowboys' job. So now, to me, this is Urban. You get to scout this game. Which one do you want? Oh God! Why going? would he want Choose either it. of them? The Cowboys, I can understand. The Washington, NFL is a was- siren to Washington, the I have no. I don't understand why anybody. Well, you would know want the quarterback and you know the wide receiver. Like there's a you built also know in- the owner. They don't care. I mean, does Urban Meyer look to you like he's got a giant moral compass? 
Oh, I'm not talking about morality. Well, I'm just talking. So, I'm just talking. Uh, I'm, like, no, 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 no. This, this is, bro wants money. This like, is no, not about morality. Yeah, I guess if he op- they open up the checkbook, sure. But like, Urban, you're rich anyways. You're gonna get a bunch of TV deals. Oh no, no, deals. no. Rich folks love being more richer. That's true. You're right. I'm There's so, no endless to the richness. As, as a non-rich person, I don't understand the psychology of like, aren't you rich enough? But like, I would say this. Why would you want to? Why it just it, to me? It's like you get an offer eventually, Urban Meyer. If you want to play in the NFL, you want to coach in the NFL. This show. Why do you want to go and deal with that? But what do I know? Anything from no. a fantasy I mean, standpoint? Here? I think I think that there's a pretty decent chance the Cowboys go and like put it on Washington, and then they just have to hope that the Giants do the same. They probably won't. So. Ugh. Sorry. I also think just one thing on that game too. I I think there's a chance that that happens, but there's also a chance like. These guys know Garrett's done. They know. That's like, what I, I mean. I they, didn't they, want to go there, but they yeah. know like they might just just like well, they're not going to go play up for him in week 17. I'm actually sitting here thinking that now because I put Amari Cooper in my DFS lineup. Like, so I actually maybe. think that is a good play because I think right now Jason Garrett has got to keep Amari Cooper on the field because of all the scrutiny he had for. I mean, Amari Cooper threw his damn coach under the bus. He said like, yeah, I mean, we didn't run any go routes. I thought there were some there, but I guess not. Right. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Well, he, he knows. was rotated on and off the field to Charles said this on um, cover three. Either that means Amari Cooper is dinged up or the team doesn't think that he is playing up to the level he should be playing at. And I made the point that this all happened on the same day that Julio Jones and Michael Thomas both set a record and broke a record. And that is not lost on anyone when when Amari Cooper's agent is asking for Michael Thomas or Julio Jones money. So the Cowboys are saying, Von Gould, bro, you're not going to get that money because you're either hurt. And, and that, by the way, that's your hashtag brand because you're never not. Both of these things are his brand. Not playing, not playing. Cons- this is, has, was, <clears throat> this is the frustrating thing about Amari Cooper is that like, he's a great route runner, but he's not a consistently great route runner. And I said that to start this season. And then it looked like it was going to be a dead wrong take because he was playing by far his best football from September, October. But then we're here and, and even into November. But then we're here again. And this is the this is the thing. Well, this and he is always injuries brand. it away, right? Like, it's either oh, it's injury, a foot or a back or a shoulder. It's either injuries or he's, this is just some players are great in spurts and they're not consistently great. And I think that is who Amari Cooper is. I think, though, in DFS, he's a great play because not just because of the matchup, but if you're Amari Cooper... You you're not going yeah. to Dallas next year, and you want that f- money. You want the bag, as the kids mm-hmm. say, right? So you you're going to play ball out for the bag. This is Amari Cooper's ball out for the bag game. And Jason Garrett better put him on the field because if he is hurt or he doesn't play well, then Jason Garrett can say, see, I told you so. And yeah. if he does, then he saved his hide from the week before. As much as he can save anything at this point. Well, clap for him. He- <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Now let's talk about those amazing Steelers <laughs> with Duck Hodges officially. There's no more back and forth anymore. No. It's he's Duck Rudolph time. on IR, baby. DuckTales Duck at tails. Baltimore. Uh, this is so fa- This is a fascinating game because I think, like, Ken, are the Ravens' backups better than the Steelers right now? They're definitely not defensively, but uh, that offense in Pittsburgh is really terrible. Sure. Real, real terrible. Like, Duck, Duck Hodges doesn't have, like, an NFL arm. He's not pissed scared like Mason Rudolph, but he doesn't have, like, the the tools that are starting that you I need from a starting think, quarterback. In the I don't NFL. know if he doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the accuracy. Hey, that's all part of it. I'm not talking about just pure arm strength. I'm just saying, like, the ability to make the – he's right he's, – Liz, he's writing checks that his it arm can't can cash. cash. Sure. Colts at Jacksonville. Don't care. Yeah. Who I cares? I mean – Poor Jags. They've just laid down, too. Yeah, they got a lot of... I mean, is Marone going to be back there next year? Like, we talked about that, and like now that seems like it could be a thing. Who yeah. knows? I do like Marlon Mack in DFS. Me, too. Even if he didn't do what he was supposed to do last year. He did enough of it. Yeah. Or, well, I guess because there was a three-headed Hydra, if you will. <laughs> that's going to happen when you about. That's going to happen when you beat the other team, like, 40 to nothing. All right. So, we like Marlon Mack. Otherwise, move on. Raiders are going to the... Uh, the lockhouse. Team. The lockhouse. The lock. <laughs> lock it down. Lock that is it in. Why lock I like it one young Drew Lock for twenty seven dollars in Yahoo DFS. Now he's not as cheap as RG three, but at home he has won what three of his last four. Basically, if you're not in the snow, you're doing all right. I was going to say everyone's talking about we want to take a little trip to to Broncos Mountain. Or whatever. Okay. Everyone's saying, oh, the Raiders can make it in if they win. And then like 19 other things happen. 
how do we know they're going to win that like this game? I, I okay. will, I'll tell you right now. I'll take Drew Lock over Derek Carr any damn day in Denver. Like, yeah, let's go, Drew Lock. He's yeah, he's let's, two and one. Let's let's go. This is what I said about him versus the Lions, though, because the thing about Drew Lock is that he thinks he's better than he is. And by the way, more people should think that way. He think or that's hashtag millennials or whatever you want to like take a social commentary on it. But like, he thinks he's better than he actually is, and that's not great when you're facing a good defense. But it's awesome in fantasy if you're facing a bad defense and guess what the Raiders are very bad let's go over the Raiders like clinching scenario they have to win the Steelers have to lose to the uh backups the backups in Baltimore that's not impossible the Titans have to lose to the Texans if the Texans try that's not impossible the Colts have to beat the Jaguars at home definitely not impossible and then they, they so that's the three the four things that that need to happen so, so the, but I would say that the least probable, it's strange, is that but the Raiders, is that the Raiders win? win? Yes. But that's the least probable of the four things that need to happen. Now, the only thing, like, I'm, I just want the Titans to do their job and win and go into the playoffs and be, uh, I guess I just don't want to, I don't really care about the Titans in the grand scheme you of things. You just don't want to say goodbye to Ryan Tannehill yet. No, I would just much rather not say goodbye to him than... I, w- I would like him to get a nice ending to his story because this has been it's been a compelling one here to end the year. I just don't need to see the Raiders or the the Steelers anywhere near the postseason. I do not need to watch like on you know the Saturday the shitty Saturday playoff game that I don't need the, I don't need the, the 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 Raiders or the Steelers to be in either one of those. Mm. The Cardinals ugh, are coming to L.A. to play the Rams division matchup. Brad Hundley might start. This is just sad because it could have been more. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, if I'm the if I'm the Rams too, I don't, why am why am I starting Todd Gurley? I don't know because you might be done with him after this year, per the reports. Why wouldn't you just Tough keep scene. that fresh? Tough scene. Yeah, this is just going to be a football game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, no way to know for sure. <laughs> In the end, the team that scores the most points will be the winner. Do you know people say that this is just this is just a football game? It's this is real, just a football just game. A bunch, a bunch of boys throwing it around the yard. This this is uh, in our league. We call this a football game. That's 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 what that's what the that's the new thing this year in our league. Our league meaning we don't play oh, in no. their league. That's booger. That's booger's favorite line. Yep, in our league. Although, like guys I like, like Kurt Warner, they've dropped it this year too. You know, it's on the hundredth anniversary of the NFL. This is a it's a good time to remind us who's in and who's out. Fair. Uh, speaking of who's in and who's out, last game we're going to talk about. <sighs> Excellent. The 49ers at the Seahawks. Very massive implications here. The Seahawks desperate to win at home. 49ers want to hold on to that first round by the NFC. Well, we talked about the Packers and the Saints and all that, but basically. 49ers win. They get the seed. Yes. They get the number one seed. They're, they're, they're flying. We should also mention, right, and hold on real quick in this one, the Seahawks backfield. A disaster. Marshawn Lynch is back. Is back. Which, like, it's the it's an awesome, it's so much fun that Marshawn Lynch is back right up until he gets his first carry, then it's not going to be fun anymore. I don't know. I think if anyone could go from serving tequila shots at a tailgate at the Black Hole to saving Seattle's backfield, it might be Marshawn Lynch. It could be. I hope it is. It would be fun. But I also don't because I want the 49ers to get the number one seed. Maybe as, I won't say more, but maybe as concerning as the backfield situation in Seattle is the fact that Dwayne Brown, the team's left tackle, is also banged up. Oh, and also their defense is oh all depleted. Done. All done. But, uh, you know, someone mentioned the Dwayne Brown piece to me uh, in regards to Russell Wilson. I was like, well, this is also a quarterback who's basically like... This is back to normal. Right. He's built a career on running behind a shoddy offensive line. It's just going to make it a, that much harder against a front seven that's still playing Nick well. Nick Bosa. Their pass, their pass defense in the back end has been a little more problematic because of injuries. Probably no D Ford again in this one. That yeah. hamstring is quite the issue. That's a D Ford type. Um, of thing. This team needs heart. this team needs a buy because of all the injuries. Yep. I so that is that is an excellent point. They need to get if they can get the buy, then I think they have a real shot at the postseason. Yeah, they can but, go all the way to the Super Bowl if they get that buy. I think. I mean, I think they could either way, but still, Tart is still banged up and um, there's another Sherman D lineman. No, he's 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 back he's in playing. action. Yeah. Um, Julian Taylor. Yeah. All their depth. That's the crazy thing is like all their depth guys have gotten hurt to the point that like you used to be able to rotate all these guys in and out. Now they're at a point where it's like these are our guys. Right. So this, I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think so too. 
And I think I trust the 49ers. An ugly football game. I think in our league, I trust a team like the 49ers <laughs> more than uh, I do the, the Seahawks in this game. Even if they're traveling. They're not traveling that far. No. But the 49ers, I mean, the, the Seattle Seahawks obviously have a tough place to play. That's a tough place to play. But they also the haven't been great at home this year. They have not. Mm. Well, you know the 12s with Marshawn Lynch? She'll be out there. Zach Schwartz will be shirt, shirtless somewhere in the, in the stadium. Do you know it's loud at the stadium? It's loud. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. It's a thing, maybe. Hmm. Well, here's something else I've heard. We will not be back on Sunday. And we're actually taking New Year's week off. Ha ha. New year. New you. New us. We'll be back after wildcard weekend with our playoff thoughts and, you know, some other fun facts. But in the meantime, facts. you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at uh, Yahoo Fantasy. I'm at Lizlo's underscore FF. That is at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. Happy 2020. We out. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.